Okay, good morning, good evening, everybody. This is Black Pill Paul. And I'm Black Pill Greg. And today we have a very interesting topic. We're going to talk about LinkedIn. Greg, you're on LinkedIn every day, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And uh, I kind of know what this topic's about, so I'm kind of ready to get into it. Yeah, so I thought it would be a great idea to talk about a LinkedIn, I say a new rule, a new, uh, I guess you say a new, a new rule that came into play middle of the year as it pertains to people sending invitations to prospects that they don't know, right? Sending invitations, trying to connect probably trying to to sell them something and so forth and and Greg they put some some limits on that. Yeah, that's uh we were talking about that and I kind of see that as a you can look at it a couple of different ways, right? So you're talking about how people are trying to make these connections randomly, right? You got to start somewhere, I suppose. But with what we were talking about, you get this limit on how many connections you can make. The first thing I thought of was actually how harmful is this going to be to the sales process and the sales reps, right? Whether you're an account executive or otherwise, and and it bleeds off into several different departments. How's that going to help you progress if you've learned how and figured out how to leverage the LinkedIn platform to make your connections and how you have this severe limit? That's exactly right. And I have to show some empathy, however, at the same time with those people who feel like they've been spammed. We all know that there are companies with that utilize bots that send out just blanket invites to, to particular prospects. And these invites are really a lot of times just sales pitches. And that could be a major nuisance. And I empathize with that and I understand the move. But for people like myself and for a lot of other people that I know who I think LinkedIn is is a great lead generation tool. It's probably one of the best. This is another wall that we must traverse. And this is go this goes into some of the other things that we talked about, Greg, as far as how sales is changing how yeah. it's getting more difficult for people or for salespeople to literally just communicate. Yes. Just communicate. And there's lots of places to lay blame. And I will tell you this, and I'm going to rant a little bit. I'm going to rant a little bit here because there are lots of, I would say, sales trainers. And by mean sales trainers, I'm not going to name any names. We don't name any names here. But there's lots of sales trainers or people who have sales training companies who I can tell you were old executives who got tired of the corporate, the, you know, the, the, the corporate game and decided to just hang up their hang up their hat and start consulting services. They try to work for companies, they try to train salespeople. And I'd have to say that a lot of these guys and gals who have these companies 
are really trying to still, um, you know, basically a lot of them are just just training them on skills that, um, that is just their knowledge or things that they pretty much know about. And, um, I just think that what they're pretty much doing is Greg, I got to stop it. I got to stop it. Okay. I lost my thought process. (laughs) I saw it it coming, man. I lost my thought process. I completely (laughs) lost my thought process. God damn it. Well, look, look, uh, are you able to edit these? Yeah, I can edit them. Is there anything there already that's worth saving or do you want to start all over? uh, Either way, I'm good. No, there's definitely stuff that we can save. There's okay. definitely stuff we can save. I, I just would, I can just, I just need to take out the the part where I started to rant. Um. So how about this? I'll, 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 I'll say something, and and you know we'll do a three, two, one. Yeah. And then I'll, uh, I'll interject, and you can use that to bust that thing up wherever you decide it's appropriate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, lost my train of thought. It's 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 okay. It's okay. So remember, I'm gonna three, two, one it, and then yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just disrupt so that you have a way to transition. Yeah. Based on my disruption. Okay. So, three, two, one. So wait a minute, Paul. Wait a minute. So getting back on track, he said something earlier where we're talking about how we've got a lot of these kind of old school executives might be new school as well. And now if they're trying to make a transition to pure consulting, they're completely disrupted. Now they've, they've lost an incredible tool because we agree that LinkedIn has a lot of, a lot of good things about it. Now this incredible tool has been severely limited. It's like jumping in your car and saying, well, you can go 10 miles today and (laughs) all the leads you need to get to, you know, are at the 20 mile mark. I don't know, something like that. I'm not good at analogies, but is that kind of, I mean, it's a real challenge for these people. How are they going to make their way now that LinkedIn is saying, well, you can only do this much. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. I mean, this is, this, it's another wall that we, that we as salespeople and as companies that need to, need to traverse. And I think that one of the things that I found that has been manifesting from this is that you have more people doing videos you have more people trying to engage now i personally don't see i don't believe that doing a video is something that's engaging but we're seeing like the the tiktokification of linkedin this has been well this has been discussed oh yeah yeah no and i i I tell you what man i gotta i gotta tell you i have noticed recently it's been in recent months but especially in the last couple of weeks or so I have seen an uptick in my feed of new things. And I really do. I think what you're getting onto here is people are leveraging the videos to get the views and hope to hook in and get those connections, but get it from the other direction instead of sending a connection request. They're, they're kind of, let me just be there where they are and I'll let them finish it off as far as meeting halfway and connecting. Yeah, I, I see that the, the the use of polls is becoming huge, and and just for me, just just from my from my point of view, 
it's like I feel that sales has just become, hey, look at me, look at me, jump up and down. I need your attention. I saw a a sales consultant right now. He has a sales training for sales reps. And I know they've talked about utilizing video, doing video, recording yourself on video and sending those to prospects. But it's it's all about now just attention, jumping up and down, who can be funnier, <laughs> who can be, who can be nicer, who could be more human. And we've what's created or what's starting here is we've created this ridiculous synthetic world where people are just pretending to be people are literally pretending to be friends of prospects to try to get them to talk, to try to get that to be a lead, to try to get that to get that to go down funnel. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 all about the the networking and starting a conversation, which is really true about sales. But the reality is, a lot of people are just doing it because they need the traction. They're desperate. This all goes back to the premise of black pill sales, Paul. In my opinion, it, it goes back to getting into these situations. And I know this is about LinkedIn, but overall, the overreaching kind of theme I'm seeing here is it's just another thing that is contributing to this concept of the death of sales. And yeah. I get people that tell me, oh man, you're crazy, man. The sales isn't dying. It's never, ever going to go away. And I say to them, look, I agree with you. I agree. Sales is never going away. However, it's going through such a change. And now we have these things where you're getting further and further limits. So you got to deal with the organization you work for, trying to represent things the way that you like to do it. Be yourself, mm -hmm. get things done, help people solve problems. And let's face it, make some money. So your organization, your leaders, things of that nature are limiting you. And now you get this platform like LinkedIn issuing this limit. And I see both sides of it. I hate getting bombed with the spam. I hate the inauthentic kind of messages that I get for connections. And when I try to make a connection with someone, I typically try to really do some research, understand who and what they are and what they do. But even then, if I've spent five, six, seven, eight minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes on that, how authentic can it really be? So I see it both ways. People need to reduce the spamminess of the messages that they get. And that's all over the place now. People are out there making fun of all these messages that come through from a bot. But at the same time, there's got to be a way to still allow people to do what they do, provided they do it well. It's, it's true. Look. The one thing that kind of drives me that drives me crazy, and I'm, I'm not. You, there's one thing that I've noticed on LinkedIn. You, lots of sales trainers, lots of old executives who have left the corporate rat race, who probably are black pilled themselves, to start these sales training companies. And I have no problem with people starting sales tra uh, training companies, but they'll say things like, "I don't know, cold calling is cold calling isn't dead." Um. You know, uh, they're, they're just rehashing a lot of old, old strategies, which is really the only reason being that that's really all that they, they, they know. And I'm just saying to myself, I'm like, you know, Greg, there was a point in time in sales where like door to door sales, door to door sales was a thing. <laughs> of course. It was a thing. It was a legitimate way until it wasn't. That has pretty much died. Cold I would, would don't you agree with that? Well, I, I do, but certain industries are still going to need and require that and continue to do that, um, regardless of its effectiveness. Correct. There are some 
you know, there are obviously some industries that, that do that, but it was much more of a prevalent thing. The vacuum cleaner salesman, this type of sales and that type would, would legitimately go door to door. That does not scale, whether it be cost or whatnot. Cold calling. I mean, look, the way cold calling, see, people like cold calling is dead. It's, it's a stupid freaking argument. It's a stupid freaking argument. I looked at financial services. When I was in, when I got started in financial services, I had to make 700 dials a day. Like it was just all over the phone, calling CEOs. Call, that has gone away. That or that has chat process has changed. Financial services company, that's not how they do it nowadays, right? There are still a lot of, of companies and B2B sales trainers that are still very, very hot on old school methods of cold calling. Listen, I I I'm not against cold calling. I do cold calling, but there are definitely much more strategic ways of doing it. There are. There are much more strategic ways of doing it. I think there's, because there's actually, there's too many, the traditional way of, of thinking of doing cold calling is there's way too many barriers. Um, you know, you have to look at the ROI and less and less companies are doing it. That's the truth. Well, it is, it is. And what happens as, you know, in my view, when we look at this, this kind of shift and these changes when when we look at something like cold calling and somebody comes in to assess let's say how sales department is performing and they see cold calling if there's some metric behind it on the low end they think well that's got to be the problem you got to do a lot more cold calling so you know they'll start upping your dials per day yeah. while at the same time you got to manage your engagements while at the same time You've got to mitigate, you know, kind of internally who's going to be on deck for a demo. You got to plan out a demo. You got to respond to an RFP, all those types of things. So it kind of, it kind of pushes you away from whatever work you're doing. And you go, you go through these droughts where you're not doing very many cold calls because now you've got, let's say five or six really hot engagements that are going to really potentially make your quarter it's it's a whole process to kind of it's a give and take right how do you balance that whole thing out and what's also happening in my view i'm not saying i'm right mm -hmm. but there's a really big shift generationally speaking because the generation coming in which would be you know now we're we're in we're in that phase where all the millennials are moving into all those critical roles and they're going to be part of that leadership so the, I'm not trying to be mean, but the dinosaurs, which I'm, I'm kind of a dinosaur, the dinosaurs of the world are going to get in there and say, hey, more cold calling and all this. Those individuals, whether they're doing the actual job of selling, connecting, et cetera, or they're managing it, if they're millennials or generation next, generation Z, whatever you want to call that stuff, they're going to say, well, no, that's not the way. We don't we don't, we don't take cold calls. We don't talk to people we don't know. We work with people that we know or that someone we knows knows. So yeah. this, this is where you're going to see this kind of the, the, it's both a divergence and a convergence all at the same time. It's, it's a process that we're going through as, as the shift kind of solidifies. Yeah, it is. And I think those two generations are the content generations. They're, they're they're really the content generations and they're 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 more receptive to to content and look i i get it i mean i i get it i'm not here to say 
there's a lot of different types of cold call strategies. You know, you and I, we talk, this is not sponsored, but we talk quite frequently about high probability selling and our affinity toward it, which is if, if any of you want to listen or anyone, I'm sorry, learn about a really different sales process, like tr- not, not like what some sales trainers say that is, is different. This is a, tr- a really different type of, you'll have to unlearn what you've learned. You've got to look up high probability selling. Very interesting. Their, their prospecting model is, is very, very interesting and it works. You know, right. we, we should we should look in the future to do an episode on that because I think it would benefit a lot of yeah. people out there that are in this game, if you will, right? In yeah. the sales world. And you don't have to be purely in sales, right? If you touch that kind of process, right? So this is applicable to everybody within the organization. Uh, we definitely got to do an episode on that because I think it would be helpful to introduce that strategy as, well... Here's an old school methodology that is timeless and here's why it works. So we should definitely get that one on schedule pretty soon. I wanted to get back to the LinkedIn thing yeah, and talk a little bit about, so forget about cold calling for a minute and with LinkedIn and not being able to make more than, I think what it is, it's like a hundred, a hundred connections that you can make within a given week. Whereas yeah. it used to be, I think it was 150 per day that you were allowed to do. So that, yep. that's a huge, huge drop. You know, you've got seven days in a week because we're going to count the weekends, right? People are on there all the time. And I just wonder how are these, are these individuals that lean on this platform so hard going to get through that? It's, it's really limiting. That's, that's the part I'm stuck on is the limiting factor of it. I'm not, I'm not opposed to minimizing spam and all that. So if you're, let's say your stuff's of a poor quality or there was some kind of way to, to, to gate your, your reach outs. I don't know if you're reaching out with a bot, you're not allowed to maybe do that, do that instead. Well, the interesting thing is if the way I looked at it is people would, they look at it in the surface like, well, who really has, you know, close to, you know, 700 people to reach out per week. Right. Who really has that amount anyway? I understand that. I understand that argument. But if your if this your sales process has multiple decision makers and which are multiple entry points, right? If it's a more yeah. complicated sales process, let's say you, you really need to sell literally seven people, you may be trying to target or initiate conversation with all of all of these, all of these people. So I, I definitely think it could be, uh, it could be challenging. Especially, you know, what if you wanted to target other members of of an or of an organization that could be positively affected by your particular product? So I think it definitely is 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 totally limiting. I understand the whole spamming thing, but this once again we're circling back into what is sales going to be in the future. Sure. You know, what are the best, what are the best roles? You know, what are the, what are going to be the best roles? I mean, is, is the SD, I mean, what is the SDR going to look like? Are there, are there going to be that many positions left? I think the SDR and BDR are definitely here to stay. I don't think that ever goes away. I really don't. I think the change starts to really become impactful 
at that next level, maybe when you're becoming an account executive. Yeah. And here's another one. <laughs> so let's say I go join a new organization next week, right? It's fourth quarter. We're coming up on the holiday season. I'm in a new gig. You're in a new gig, whatever. And we want to start connecting with people within the organization. What if it's an organization with 10,000 people and I need to make a bunch of critical connections now as I make those connections, is that going to take away from the number of connections I can make with prospects? Yeah. What about that's that one? Point. That's a good point. That's actually an excellent point. That's, that's actually an excellent point. I, um, I see it all the time. You, you get into, you get one of my last gigs. Uh, as soon as I got in there, I started meeting people. I'm out there trying to connect with them because they might be on the other side of the country or whatever the case may be. It's something that you do. These are my colleagues, right? And I yeah. need to form alliances. Then what you were talking about, let's say I'm going into uh, a fortune 500 company. You, you think one or two connections is going to do it. Am I going to, am I going to build out the rapport with the right people, right influencers within that organization to actually move something forward. I mean, provided there's a fit and we can solve their problem and all those great things. Now you're limited on that. It just doesn't make sense for me. Again, yes, the spam and all that crap, it's gotta go. I hate it myself. I get I get some of the craziest connection requests that don't even make sense. I see people out there on LinkedIn, they're doing these, these little clips where they each read some of the stuff that people sent them and so, the crap that people are sending because a bot doesn't understand context, it's ridiculous, but there's gotta be a different way. There's gotta be a different way with their technology. I wish that, I wish that they could find another way. That's all I'm saying. I think yeah. I mean, right it's, now. it's, it's totally true. Um, but look, it, it's, it, it's just the, it's an interesting conversation. We have noticed and people have commented on LinkedIn about the influx of videos. And I'm not saying that, listen, I, I, I don't particularly like them. I mean, some of them are, they're just for entertainment purposes that jump up. I mean, it's, it's very, very Instagram-ish, TikTok-ish. A lot of them have lots of views. So I can't sit here and say that they don't work. I mean, define working is views. Do views translate into leads and opportunities here's what we really have to ask paul here's what we really have to ask i'm thinking about this as we're talking we have to ask why is that happening and why does it continue maybe maybe you me other people aren't consuming that but think about it millennials gen z's they live in the digital world and that's a lightning fast way to consume information through videos and audio, right? Yeah. So it could be that the videos we're seeing, there's behaviors on the other side that we don't participate in. So we're over here kind of like on the couch being a, being a couch quarterback or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I just, there's gotta be a positive from this. There's gotta be. Maybe there is. There is. And I, I we talked about Greg, I, I took a, took a, a very interesting course on LinkedIn, really profile enhancement, uh, 
And this gentleman said, you know, do do more videos, do more videos when you're out there walking and do more. I mean, this is this is like the just just talk about things in life that just get people's attention. Uh, I mean, the, the, the big thing that I have that just drives me nuts is just like it's just so freaking synthetic. It's so fake. It drives me nuts. That's the issue. Like, like That's they, the- they call it the human side of selling. I mean, you really it, like. Look, look, look. Like, I, I, you should, listen, I love people. I love making friends. And I get it that you want people to talk, but it's so obvious. It's just so obvious. Um, you know, when a well, stranger calls and tries to be your friend and then just says, Hey, how is the system working for you, by the way? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's it's true. But at the same time, I know for me, I love some of the ones that are entertaining. I love to get yeah. a laugh. Um I love things that are kind of controversial, but I'm really also looking for substance, right? Yeah. I want it to be meaningful. And if if you're going to connect through a video and you're not, if we sense any inauthentic aspects of that, that's where we're going to kind of disengage. And I think what you're seeing is in this kind of synthetic world now, people are latching on to let's say the human side of engaging with people right and this big concept that well it's not just all business because we're human beings we get that we get that but now you're going to take that and you're going to leverage it which feels a little bit less authentic and then you're going to try to make it in such a way that gets a really high number of views starts to become a little bit more inauthentic, right? Yeah. It's just like the classic kind of spray and pray, right? You're putting something out there that's really general. It's fodder and it serves a purpose, but it's just not meaningful and it's really not very authentic. Yeah. And we see, and we see this on LinkedIn with the, and everyone out there, all I can tell you is that when you take the black pill, you see everything. Just look at the, and you can, if you haven't noticed already, the way that some people have have formatted their posts, they're in this long form. They they start with a cook phrase. Oh, it's, I, it's, I, it's I, so I, obvious. It's it's very very obvious that they're trying to lasso you in, and they're trying to get get make it interesting so you read the whole thing. And I just think, listen, I know you're you're following a format. I get it. But I don't look at that as being authentic. I look at that as you're trying. It's kind of almost manipulative. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying there, there, there's bad intentions. I'm not saying that there's bad intentions. My intentions is to eventually sell you something. Well, not only that, and then it's the it's the it's the manifesto approach. It's yeah. like, oh man, now I got to read all this because you had me. You had me on the on the on the subject lines you know we're back on the other like, side i had a horrible day Damn today it. i had the worst day of my life and then they then it's like you have to like expand it to read you know war and peace <laughs> you know in long form <laughs> no, to, to read about war and peace and then just say don't you feel the same way and they start a question and and then uh, comment below and whatnot but at the same oh. time you know how crazy it is what's crazy it is is when i was selling medical devices and i was literally going from office to office and hospital to hospital, you know, when I would meet people, I would try to establish rapport. I, I had my intention. 
I had my attention, but it just, for some reason, it just felt different when it's in person because it just felt that it, it could, it could really blossom whether whatever happens into a real friendship or real respect. I just feel it made me look different on these mediums. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just getting, too, maybe I'm too old. But I, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I actually would say that you're still adapting. Yeah. Is what I would say. And I think for everyone out there, if there's going to be any takeaway from this episode, it, it's really, Take the time to recognize these things. Try to analyze them. Don't get stuck. Don't go down the rabbit hole. You don't have to. You really don't have to, people. What you need to do is just understand it, recognize it and understand it enough to do something with it. So if I'm faced with a severe limit on connection requests, because that's the rule now, then I have to find a way to work with that. So what would I do? The number one thing that I would do is I would really up my game on the quality and authenticity of what I put out there when trying to make a connection. Because that's the only way it's going to happen anyway. Because I'm going to tell you, Paul, and I'm going to leverage what you're talking about. When you're out there, boots on the ground, working the field, Right. Because I, I used to do it years and years ago myself when I was in building maintenance and management. And there's something that happens there when you connect with people, when you're walking through the door, you just have to apply some of those same general principles with this limitation in LinkedIn when it comes to connecting. So when you went into a facility and you made a contact, I'm going to guarantee you, and I think this is a pretty safe guarantee that there were 10, 20 people before you. Maybe not today, but between the last couple of days and today, right? And they might have engaged with you. Why? Lots of different reasons. You have to apply that same approach to what you're doing on LinkedIn. This, this again, I'm not saying I'm right, but I think it's a really good strategy to just up your game. Uh, I, I learned this from someone years ago. I can't tell you the person's name because we try to maintain this autonomy on Black Pill Sales, but he said, you know what? You just got to image up. And I said, wow, I really like that. He says, why? I said, because I already understand it. You don't have to tell me anything else. You just have to up your game. Be better. Do better. That's all people have to do. That's why they're freaking out about the connection limit. When it's all said and done, just do a better job of personalization. Don't be so fake. Be far more authentic. Because that's how you're going to make the connection. If you're, and trying I'll, to make I'll tell you, Greg. There's one. There, there's one. There's one strategy that you may have some, maybe millennial managers or <laughs> Gen Z managers that will scratch your head. But I know it works. And you want to differentiate yourself? Write a letter. Write a letter yeah. in the mail. <laughs> Write a letter. It's a little bit hard now because if people still work from home, it could be challenging but i know pe more and more people are coming back check it out i'm going to do something right now yeah. this is this is uh i think this is a good outro part of the episode yep so take that exact philosophy paul you're going to write a letter a highly personalized letter but when you're sending that highly personalized letter you have already reached out for the connection on LinkedIn to advise that individual to be on the lookout for that. Yep.
I would love for anybody listening to this to please try that for a period of time. It, just one month. One month. Super high quality, personalized reach out with actual copy. Write a letter. Yep. But then on LinkedIn, reach out for that connection request. I know this is very inefficient, but I want to see if people can try it and then report back on the quality of the engagement. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I sent 100 very highly personalized connection requests and a letter that was going to expound upon that, I feel like those that would engage and connect would be of a much higher quality. They would, they would, they would actually agree that there's a reason to connect. I think that's how you image up on that. Yeah, you can image. That's a that's a great that's a great way of doing it. You, I mean, there's listen, handwritten letter. I think it would 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 also be <laughs> that would also be imaging up because really no one really does that. There's there's lots of ways, but don't don't discard some of those old school tactics. I know that they work. I've done them. I used to send doorknobs, Greg. <laughs> I, used <to> door, <laughs> I, I used to say doorknobs to people that I wanted to speak to say, as a joke. Say, hey, listen, I just want to get to the door. And I'm sitting here complaining about people being gimmicky. But but the, the, the fact that it just took so much physical effort, right, I think it was respected. And that kind of makes me sound a little bit like a hypocrite at the same time because some of these people are putting a lot of production <laughs> a lot of production value into these into some of these videos I see on LinkedIn there's this one gentleman works for a legal tech software company he had gets tons of views and he does very very funny videos but I'm sure it takes a lot of time maybe more time than sending a doorknob but which is kind of gimmicky but hey I guess it's there, there's there's nothing wrong with gimmicks yeah. If they are highly personalized. Correct. That's the key right there. So the, the, the gentleman you're talking about, the different people out there, I see a lot of great guys and gals out there putting out really good videos. Some of them are entertaining. Some of them are a little bit salesy, but if they've got that kind of that personalization, it can work. It can work. Hey, I worked for a company. Oh my God. It was beautiful. We sent out, it was really expensive too. We sent out in a nice walnut box, a really beautiful compass to let people know. And we usually, we were very selective about who we sent these to. Yep. And it was because we were selling million dollar e-commerce solutions, sell side solutions, right? Yep. And we would use that and it was amazing how many people we would follow up with and they would say, wow, thank you. That Did you know that I hike? And I'd say, well, no, but we thought you were lost in your process and searching for the right e-commerce solution. <laughs> or they would just say, wow, this is beautiful. It's not too big. It's not too small. It's just right. And it's got this beautiful box and I can keep it on my desk. Yeah. Well, see, this is, see, this is what's, this is what now see how I'm talking through this. This is this is like a this is like this is almost like this is now I understand why the doorknob thing and the and the compass thing is more authentic and not gimmicky. I think I feel like LinkedIn is more gimmicky now is because everyone's doing the same format. Right, but here here's here's what's here's what's gonna change. If that continues, then 
the results people are gaining, especially if they're doing that, yeah, they're gonna drop. Yeah, that's why. Drop. That's why I feel. That's why I feel it's gimmicky. I'm seeing the same the writing form. I'm seeing the same type of TikToky videos. I'm seeing the same type of people doing surveys. It's not like no, like sending a compass is like gangster, dude. That's like nobody's doing that. Like nobody's doing that. Oh, it's crazy. Like no, you can even. I even had a company that was sending like two hundred dollar putters, golf putters to like execs. Like that's that's you know that's not repeatable, really. Yeah, I suppose it would depend on. I'd, I'd need more. It's rarely repeatable. It's not. I mean, it is repeatable, but it's not. It's it's crazy. So that is so talking this through, talking this out loud. Now I'm kind of seeing that why it's. You know, the golf club works if you've already had some engagement with that particular executive and happen to know that they play golf. But you also have to be careful if you send a two hundred dollar putter to someone that's already got an eighteen hundred dollar putter in their bag. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to work. That's like, right? that's like you're basically sending a two hundred dollar putter to get them on the phone to talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's oh shit, man. Yeah. Way back, man. I, yeah. And I know we're off on a tangent here, yeah. but oh my god, I worked I worked in this uh, organization where we we God, I'm just going to be harsh about this. We peddled auto parts because we had a line on all kinds of auto parts that were back ordered. This was back in the eighties the 80s right so anybody out there you know do the math i'm not a spring chicken but i'm not i'm not old yet but the point is we would we would reach out to these people different jobbers and whatnot and we'd get on the phone with them and then you remember the have you ever heard of uh using spiffs sure using spiffs so spiffs work two ways they work internally you can catch a spiff if you make a sale sure we all understand that but the spiff also goes the other way you call your guy and you're like, hey, you want to get some of these GF-481 uh, mass airflow sensors or filters, whatever they are? Well, they had, nobody's got them in stock. I said, look, man, I, I got six of them uh, on hand. You want to pick up an order today? We, I know you like fishing. We're going to send you this badass Shimano fishing set. And they fucking place the order with you. And it's like, come on, man. That's, that's, uh, that's that bro sale. Bro selling type stuff. Have you heard about that? Bro yeah, selling? yeah, I, I have. Yeah, check it out. I got a Ferrari. You should work with me and buy some shit from me. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's crazy. But, but hey, listen, you know, tying it all together, everyone. This is this is designed. Look, black pill. It's designed to get you to think. Pay attention to the trends. Pay attention to what people are doing. Pay attention to this space. Pay attention to sales. Pay attention to where do you want your, where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? And Are it getting more difficult? Are things, is it just getting harder? Is it just pay attention? Agreed. 100%, Paul. Pay attention, everybody, and you'll start to figure it out. Plus you guys can come back and catch up on some of our other episodes, watch some of the stuff that's up on the channel and maybe it'll help you either way. We want to hear from everybody. So make sure you comment after listening to this segment and look, bring us, bring us what you got. If there's something you don't agree with, let us know. We want to know about that so that we can bring it up because we're here to be kind of, I don't know if it's a voice of reason 
Sometimes we want to be a voice of disruption, but really we want to observe things for what they really are. Because black pill sales is all about living in reality and not ignoring these things. Don't put your head in the sand. Yeah. And up your image, be more authentic. That's right. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. Black pill, Greg, thank you again. And until the next episode. Thanks, Paul.